Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Russell Life Radio's Indie Focus. This is the series where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling and we learn more about them. Today, we're sitting here with someone that you've seen in Impact Wrestling, someone you've seen from Shimmer, someone you've seen from Beyond. She's been in the ring with the likes of Chris Statlander, Tessa Blanchard, Shotzi Blackheart, Evil Uno, and the list goes on. Today, I sit here with Miss Alexia Nicole. How you doing, Alexia? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very well. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. So before we actually get into the wrestling part, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. What are some things that you like or dislike? Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty boring. Uh, I, mean, I like <laughs> movies, I like video games. Uh, I like just being with my friends. I like wrestling, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of a ton of things I dislike, but like I'm sure is I'm, if you tell me something and I dislike it, I'll probably <laughs> let you know. Well, let me ask you this because I'm a huge gamer. I've been a gamer for 30 years. What video games are you into? Um, so currently I have a Switch. So mm-hmm. I'm really playing everything on there. So um, Smash Bros, uh, Mario Kart, Pokemon. Um, I'm playing Spyro, but like kind of on and off because it's not the greatest on the switch it's much better on ps4 right agreed um but but yeah that's uh, that's what i'm really working with right now okay that's really cool i'm a big mario kart player myself i used to be really good but uh i don't play it regularly anymore and basically when my friends come over they just all destroy me so it's no, <laughs> it's no fun because i'm so competitive and i used to be really good so it, it gets frustrating but that's okay mario mario kart's a party game right yeah, like my um my boyfriend's nephew actually, he's super into gaming and uh-huh. I just thought I was great at Mario Kart, but I hadn't played in a while. Yeah. So I played with him and he just destroyed me and I realized like I'm not that good. I need to play <laughs> and practice now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's move into a little bit of wrestling. When you were growing up, did you watch a lot of wrestling? Yeah, I watched a ton of wrestling actually. My older brother, he's about ten years older than me. He's uh-huh. he'd pretty much babysit me. So while he was watching wrestling, because he was using a wrestling fan, I'd just be in the background. So I was, I watched so much wrestling without even like realizing I was watching wrestling that when I got super into it, I kind of knew like so much that I was like such a huge nerd that I didn't even notice it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So did you have any, were you a WCW or a WWF girl? That's the real Uh, question. uh, WWF girl, but there was one summer where I spent, um, I spent almost the entire summer watching episodes of Nitro on YouTube. They were all up there. I don't know if they still are, but I watched. I think up to like 2000 from 96. Oh, wow. So that's <laughs> I had like, nothing to do. <laughs> that's basically the good part of WCW because they were really good in the 90s when the NWO formed. And then when the new millennium kicked in, it's kind of when it started going downhill. So you, you picked a good time if you're going to watch WCW. I was a WCW guy myself, so it's, a, it's a, a good time to watch it. So if you were a WWF girl, who were some of your favorites as a kid? Um, Undertaker was a favorite. Shawn Michaels was a favorite. The Rock was a favorite. Stone Cold was a favorite. Um, getting more, I guess, current. Um, Mickey James, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. Um, those are probably my favorites. That's if I a had lot. to pick them all. Yeah, I know. That's a big I'm list. Very, I'm bad at narrowing things down. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. That's not a problem at all. <laughs> so you're you're Canadian, right? Am mm-hmm. I crazy? Yes. Yeah, no, you're not crazy. I'm Canadian. <laughs> I didn't hear any hearts in there, and that's surprising to me. Uh, I mean, like, look, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, they're great. I just wouldn't put them at the top of my favorites. Okay. 
So I interviewed another Canadian female wrestler, Shiloh, and she told me something similar. Like she fell in love with Owen Hart over Bret Hart. And I'm just so used to any Canadian fan just loving Bret Hart so much. So it was just it's just really surprising to me. Uh, I mean, my brother loves him, but I feel like I've watched so much Bret Hart that I I can only take so much right. <laughs> at this point. I understand that. Yeah, so I, I like to watch other wrestling, and like everyone, know, obviously, everyone in Canada knows the Hart family. Right. So they hold like a nice special spot in everyone's heart. But I definitely have my favorites of that. Okay, that's really cool. So you watched wrestling as a kid because of your brother, and then you got a little older and you decided to start training. What what started that spark? Like, what made you want to become a professional wrestler? Um, I mean, obviously watching on TV, a lot of the same thing most people think. You know, you see it, you want to do it, you think it's right. the coolest thing ever. Um, but I also, I really wanted to start being a wrestler around like 2008-ish. Mm-hmm. Whenever the Divas were really prominent and having like bad matches. Right. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It just like, watching that, it made me kind of upset. I'm like, like I'm like, they can do better. Right. Like, why can't they be as good as the guys? And I would sit there, like, and just think, I mean, I, I know I can do this. I, I'm confident that I can be a wrestler. I'm confident I can have a better match than that. And that's really where it started for me, like, looking at schools and truly trying to figure out how to get into wrestling. That's really cool. See, my wife, I introduced my wife to wrestling in 2010, 2011, and there wasn't a whole lot going on in women's wrestling in WWE at the time. And so we recently started watching it again together probably a year or two ago. And uh, it's just, it's amazing how far women's wrestling has come, specifically in WWE, because it just had this huge jump, but really all over the world. Yeah. And then craziest thing is like, I started training in 2011. I think I had my first match two years later in 2013 or 2014. Okay. So two or three years later. And um, even the difference from when I started wrestling to now is huge. Like when I started wrestling, it was go out there, be cute, work for five minutes. Doesn't really matter what you do. Um, Just do some cute things and come back. And now that gets totally not the case anymore. Now it's expected that I go out there and I have a better match than the guys do. And I do. I work even harder than they do. Yeah. Um, and I know yeah. the answer to this question, but you like it that way, right? Oh, yeah. So much more. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. So it's just, I'm I'm a big fan of women's wrestling specifically now. And I, it just, with Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey main eventing WrestleMania, it really is a different world. And I think that happened, was it 2016? when there, there was one WrestleMania where there were like two women's matches and they were five minutes apiece. And then the next one, they were about, there was like a 20-minute match and a 16-minute match or something. And ever since then, women's wrestling has just exploded in WWE and all over the world. It's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing that's going on. So tell me a little bit about where you trained. Uh, so I trained, it's not open anymore. I trained at Squared Circle Training. Um, okay. Head trainer there, Rob Fuego. He was trained, Fuego, sorry. He was trained by Ron Hutchinson. Ron Hutchinson trained Edge, Christian, Tristratus. Yeah. Um, so he was part of that group. So, and he opened a school and, um, from that school actually came Gail Kim and Angelina Love and someone else who also trained me, uh, Taylor Wilde. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when I Googled wrestling schools in my area, I found that that was like 20 minutes from my house. And I saw that these girls that I had just started watching wrestling that were so, so good. Oh yeah. Had trained there. And I was like, well, I have to go there. Oh yeah. Um, 
And when I finally convinced my parents to let me go, because um, <laughs> I was only 15 when I started, when I, so when I finally convinced them, uh, Taylor Wilde was actually hosting an all-girls class for a few months. Mm-hmm. So it was like a perfect way to get into wrestling for me. Wow, that's awesome. Now, I watched Taylor Wilde in Impact Wrestling. I believe it was TNA when she was wrestling with them. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. You're booked as under five feet, under 100 pounds. <laughs> is that is that legit? Does that shoot? Uh, under five feet, definitely not under 100 pounds. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, so you, so let me ask you this. So as a baby face, you, uh, it's, it's natural, right? Because you're smaller and that's generally what people cheer for. That's the, the classic baby face. Do you ever play heel? I play heel more than I am baby face actually. Really? Yeah. And I honestly, I prefer it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, like when I started being a baby face was super easy. I was a teenager. I was like excited to be there. I was always really happy and like doing whatever cool thing I learned in training. Yeah. Um, and this, I just noticed the older I got, like the more I sort of changed into an adult. I guess I got grumpier as I got older. Right. Um, but I just started enjoying being mean as a character. And it's also like, <laughs> like being, it's so much easier to be mean to fans right. in an indie environment than it is to be like a, a mega baby face. Okay. Unless you have like a super cool gimmick um that really helps you get over like i didn't have a gimmick for the longest time okay um so being a baby face at first it was easy and i'm like oh i need something for them to connect to so i started like the bubblegum thing came about but even that i found myself like being more heel with it kind of like throwing gum at people and like handing it off and being gross about it yeah um but yeah like it's it's definitely still i find it easy to be baby face but i definitely prefer heel that's pretty cool that's most of what I've gotten so far, most people say they enjoy playing heel more because you can do more, right? <laughs> you can do so much more. And you just, as a heel, you typically have control of the match. It's right. usually how it goes. And it just, it's so much more relaxing knowing that you have control over what's going on than having to, as yes, you always have to put, like, completely trust the person you're working with, but you also, you want to have, con- I'm the person where I like to have control. Right. Um, especially if I don't know who I'm working with 100%, then I really want to have control of what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I definitely like being healed more. Okay, that makes sense. Now, before you actually start your match, do you do anything specific? You have Not any really. No? No, I feel terrible because like, I see so many people that do. Yeah. Like, they'll be stretching and warming up, but I'm just kind of like hanging out laughing <laughs> <laughs> like watching other matches i'm not like i'll go over my own match a couple times and like right before my match i'll kind of just like sit to myself for a couple minutes but yeah. i guess that's really it like i'm yeah i'm not like the best athlete like i see people stretching before shows i almost never stretch it's awful i'm gonna get hurt one day oh no yeah <laughs> um i just i don't know i it's i feel like if i prepare too much i'm more likely to work myself up in a bad way and get nervous whereas yeah. if i just relax and like i still get nervous every time but if i keep calm i feel like i won't get as nervous as i would so speaking of being nervous your very first match i want you to, i want you to go back in time you said 2013 right uh, 13 or 14 i'm gonna be honest i don't my i'm bad with years and You're fine. all that so it's a long time ago so <laughs> it's, to... it'll be seven years this year that's all i can tell okay you. so it's 2013 then yeah okay so go back in your mind and i want you to think of that first match what was going on through your head right before you entered that curtain i was horrified 
I bet. Very first match, right? <laughs> I was very, very nervous. It was, um, so it was Canada Day. So it was a holiday. It was outdoors at a, like a big Canada Day um, event. Okay. There was about, I think in the stands, there was about 1,200 people. Wow. For your first match? <laughs> For my first match. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I was really lucky. It was a mixed tag match and um, I was facing one of my trainers, Marcus Marquez and Angelina Love. Okay. So I knew I was being taken care of. That I wasn't so worried about that. I was just worried about looking like a complete idiot in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, thankfully, that didn't happen. Everything went fine. But it was go- looking out from uh, the building that we were all changing in and seeing all the people really scared me. Right. I bet. So I, I was reading over your cage match profile, and I noticed that your first match was against Angelina Love, which is a huge name. Like, how did that come about? How did you get inserted in this match as it being your first match? Uh, so the, uh, the event was called Tiger Fest and mm-hmm. it's, they always have a big, a bunch of big names there. Rhino was there. Um, I can't remember who else was, I just remember Rhino being there specifically, but they typically have like a few names there. And yeah. because she's from Toronto and my trainer also trained her, she, they just asked her to do the event. She said yes. And then my trainer looked at me, he's like, Hey, so you're ready for your first match. This is it. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about being horrified. Now, when did you find out the match was taking place? I found out maybe, God, like a couple months before. Okay. Yeah, that's, I knew. I had a couple months in advance to know it. Um, but yeah, it was still very scary. Oh, I bet. I bet. That's pretty crazy. So do you have an actual favorite match? And you can talk about more than one if you'd like. I have a bunch. Um, okay. Re- the most recent one in my memory, there's two. Uh, I had like a really crazy, um, they're both intergender matches actually, which is kind of funny. Actually, and I lied, I have three now thinking back. <laughs> okay, you're fine. <laughs> okay, so the f- one I'm thinking of right now is uh, it was for at C4. It was the last C4 show, which I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was in February. Um, it was a crazy eight-man tag match. It was me, Puff, Sexy Eddie, and James Stone against Fight or Flight pretty ricky and um kevin bennett okay and we just had so much fun and did like the dumbest things possible like they used pretty ricky as a battering ram at one point <laughs> um my own partner picked me up and threw me outside the ring at gabriel fuerza <laughs> that's awesome um yeah we yelled yelled at each other back and forth the whole time it was a lot of, so that was just a lot of fun and c4 right. is a great environment for matches like that because the crowd's so into it um another favorite match of mine was at destiny wrestling against jody threat okay it wasn't even a long match. It was like eight minutes long, and I got to get the footage for it. It was We've had so many matches together, and that was easily the best match we've ever had. Um, we just we literally were like, okay, we're just going to go balls to the walls today. It was a last-minute match. We literally find out, found out two days before that it was happening. Um, and we're like, you know, we're just going gonna to blow everyone away. They had Marty Skrull there, and we're just like, you know what, let's do better. Let's show them that we can be just as good as him. And we went out there, and we killed it. That's and awesome. everyone loved it, and it felt so good. And Marty watched it, and he thought it was good, so that was even better. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, and we also did um, another favorite match I'm thinking of was for Kaizen Pro Wrestling in Nova Scotia. Okay. It was the first match of their debut event. It was a triple threat between me, Kobe Crisp, and Gabriel Fuerza. Okay. And me and Fuerza, and along with Holden Albright and Pretty Ricky, we had driven from Ontario to Nova Scotia. That's about, it takes two days to drive there. Oh, and wow. so we got there about 40 minutes before the show started. <laughs> what? We got there 40 minutes before the show started. Um, 
we've and we were the first match so we're like okay let's like just get ready get everything get everything together and just go out there it went so well so amazingly and that weekend actually there was a hurricane oh, that no. hit so we literally got there did the show we had other shows lined up that had gotten canceled because of it yeah did the show slept there and the next morning just got out of town because to to come back home oh i bet but even that whole experience from that match and like the trip itself is definitely one of my favorites that i know for sure is on youtube yeah that's really cool well we'll make sure to put that that uh match down in the facebook comments so people can actually check it out so what about your absolute or i'm sorry so tell me about your characters you already talked about it a little bit about how you didn't originally have a gimmick but now you're the you're the bubblegum princess has your character changed over the years Oh, yeah. So, like, I started off really... The bubblegum princess only started because I used to have a nervous habit where I grind my teeth. Okay. So, to stop that, I just chew gum. And then one day, I had bubblegum on me, and that was the only gum I had. So, I was chewing it. I was cutting a promo, and I was like, well, I'm chewing gum. I might as well just use it in the promo. And it came from there. Like, it wasn't anything I had planned ahead of time. Yeah. It was just something that sort of evolved. Um, And it started off really, like... If you look back at my early photos, really, like, cute disney princessy okay um and then i just as i got older and i realized okay like again i like being heel more and that's not really a heel character um i went from like disney princess to regina george mean girl awesome that's (laughs) awesome yeah and that's kind of where i am right now like sometimes i bring the princess back but it's um yeah i just i honestly i that's where I've uh, evolved to, I guess. And it was all so natural. It wasn't like I had to do a drastic change. It was just like, okay, I'll change my gear. I'll do a, some different moves. And it just slowly over time became something different. Yeah, that's cool. So let's talk a, a little bit about intergender wrestling because a lot of people don't have the same experience that someone that actually wrestles does. So I would like your opinion on it because we recently did a round table on it with uh, two guys and two girls. And we, we all had different opinions. But as a female independent wrestler, what do you, how do you feel about intergender wrestling? I mean, I love it. Like I said, two of the, my favorite matches that I can think of right now are intergender matches. Right. Um, it's so much fun to work with people who you don't get to work with all the time, like especially as a girl in Canada, especially as a girl, there's not a, not a lot of other girls to work with. Okay. Um, I like I wrestle Jody Threat a lot, and I love her, and she loves me, and we have good matches. But we wrestle each other almost all the time. That it's good to take a break. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So unfortunately, some of the only times we can get a break is by wrestling the guys. But also, it just brings out different sides of you. Like guys, guys wrestle differently than girls. You can train the same way. You can do all the same things. I there's just something different about it. Right. Um, and it could be just like an overall power thing. Like guys, generally are stronger than girls. Yeah. So like when I'm getting popped up to do something, I get a much bigger throw up into the air than uh, from a guy than I would a girl. Like when I wrestled Evil Uno, he literally just tossed me in the air, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) He's a pretty big dude. He's a huge dude and he does it without fail, like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Whereas if I were to do it with a girl, like I know there would be a bit more of a struggle even if I'm jumping as high as I can and she's really like pushing me up there. Right. Um, so like, that's always good, especially I'm so small Yeah. that working with guys who are so much bigger, just, I have a opportunity to do so many things I wouldn't get to do, which I really appreciate because it gives me a chance to try out things that I wouldn't normally try. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that 
helped Rey Mysterio get over. And the reality is he's one of the greatest of all time, right? But yeah. when he's in the ring with someone, even if they're, you know, six foot three, 260 pounds, it doesn't have to be the big show or the Undertaker in there, but they're still towering over him seven or eight inches and they can throw him so high in the air. It just looks insane. Yeah, like I'm not a jumper. I don't jump high. I have no vertical leap at all. Okay. But I can control my body once I'm in the air. So if someone just throws me up there, I can come down and do anything. That's great. Yeah, and like even with intergender wrestling, the storytelling is so simple and you can make it so fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Matter of fact, I've recently gotten into intergender wrestling because I've been a WCW and WWE fan all my life. I've watched Impact, watched a little bit of New Japan and other than really watching it on the indies, there's not a whole lot of intergender wrestling available. So it's, it's basically new to me. And it's very interesting how drastically different a story can be told when it's intergender. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's like I have so much fun. I could honestly, I could do it all the time. Yeah. If more people were accepting of it and it would like, it wasn't such a, uh, what's the word for it? I guess a hot topic. Yeah. Almost, where some people are so against it. Yeah, controversial. That's it. I've been stuck inside for too long. (laughs) That's fine. Me too. (laughs) Controversial. Yeah, it wasn't so controversial and it could be, you'd see it more. I think it'd be a good thing. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, because we saw you wrestle in Impact. Tell me a little bit about how you get hooked up with them. Um, So I literally just came from Scott Demore asking me, hey, are you available? That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, So it was, I can't remember when it was. It was sometime later in 20... It was either late 2018 or early 2019. He asked mm-hmm. me to be an undead bridesmaid. Oh, wow. And just show up for a taping in Windsor. So I did that for a day, and that was fun. And then the next set of tapings in, was in Toronto in April. He's like, hey, uh, do you want to come work a match? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I went to go wrestle Jordan Grace. That went well. And then next time they came to Windsor, he's like, hey... Are you available this weekend? Yes. Went to do those tapings. And that's literally all. It's like how every time it's been. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. And I saw that you actually tagged in a match. And forgive me if I'm wrong. I swear that I saw this. Was it Jordan Grace, Tessa Blanchard, and Jessica Havoc? Is that right? Yes. We were the Rough Riders. Awesome. For one night only. <laughs> that's really cool. And you guys won that match. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So I did a little bit of research and I found out that Two years running, you were voted as a PWI top 100 female wrestler. Yeah, I can't believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how that makes you feel. I mean, this is a very well-respected magazine. Kind of crazy because um, I don't think of myself as that great. Okay. Um, as as like kind of bad as it is to say. A lot of people do though. So you need to have confidence in yourself, Alexia. I, I'm confident enough that I can get through a match no problem and yeah. like, guide new girls through and listen to to girls that are have been in the business longer than me and have them guide me through. I just I guess I never think of myself as like great, especially right. with how many girls there are now that are so good. Like like Becky Lynch, like Charlotte, like Ronda Rousey, like Io Shirai, all like Oscar, all these girls, and those those are just the girls that are signed. Right. Um. Then you go on to everyone else who's not signed to WWE, like Tessa Blanchard, who's an impact. Um, you go to AEW, you have Chris Statlander. And like, you go to Japan, and there's just every girl in Japan is great. 
Yeah. I, I don't know what's in the water over there. They're all fantastic. Yeah, they all are. It's because they are literally <laughs> beating the crap out of each other. They're working stiff, so it looks yeah. really good. <laughs> I mean, if that's what it takes to be good, I'll, I'll be down to try it for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to be considered the top 100 of anything is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? Did you ever dream you'd get there? No. I never thought it would happen. <laughs> well, that's really cool. So... You've been a wrestling fan for a long time, so I want you to let me know if you could wrestle anyone at any point in wrestling history, who would it be and why? Ah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a hard time answering this one. It's really hard. I honestly, I think I want to wrestle Io Shirai. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it current. Yeah, I want to wrestle her. Like if I could bring back anyone and have an intergender match would be Eddie. I feel like that'd be the most fun yeah. in the world. And I'd learn so much. But if I had to pick of someone, like a girl, I'd pick Io Shirai, for yeah. sure. Io's incredibly talented. Eddie's one of my favorite of all time. I always tell my friends, like, Eddie Guerrero could have a great wrestling match with a paper bag. Like, he was just so talented. And he could tell a story by himself. Like, oh, yeah. There's, he didn't need anyone else. And it, it, he played off a lot of incredibly talented people. But he could be in there with a nobody and still put on just an incredible match because of the story he told. Yeah, and even like like I like I said, I used I spent a whole summer watching Nitros on YouTube. Right. To watch him go like to see how he was then and then understand how like look at where he pretty much not started, but when his he really started getting known. Yeah. To what I knew as or what I saw him growing up watching TV like growing up watching WWE and how I saw him there. It was cool to see that evolution of him and just see how good he really is. Oh, absolutely. He put on a classic with Rey Mysterio. I think it's Halloween Havoc was what it was. Yeah, Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah. One of the best matches of all time. And he's always been an incredible wrestler. Like, anytime you see him on TV, even in his early days in Japan, he was always great. But how he really advanced is the way he told stories in the ring. Because mm -hmm. that is as he was really coming into his own in WWE, that's really what made him special. Because good wrestlers, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, because there's no dime a dozen for Eddie Guerrero, but there's a lot of good wrestlers in the world, right, that aren't, but this aren't great storytellers. And there was just something special about Eddie. Yeah, for sure. He was, he was one of the best of all time, like, hands down. Yeah, 100%. So what do you think, as far as women wrestling goes, because we talked earlier, it's come a long way, what do you think that needs to happen for women's wrestling to continue moving forward? Um, I'm not really sure. Like, I feel like we're almost pretty equal. Yeah. Women's wrestling, it's still, I guess it's kind of still seen as a gimmick. Like, you can't, if there's an all-women's wrestling show, that's what it's promoted as. It's not just a wrestling show. That's correct. I guess. So I guess if it, you could have an all-girls show and maybe, like, one or two guys matches and just say it's a wrestling show and not, like, oh, special all women's events right i guess that would be like the next step i don't honestly like it's it's all there's also less women in wrestling so that's true so it's also harder to do that um but i feel like right where we are right now is honestly pretty good yeah. the only thing i would honestly say is maybe like more respect from i can't even call them fans i guess people who like like to bother people like trolls yeah. that would be the only thing but that's yeah. not something i can really control or have an impact on no and the reality is something like that just takes time you know there's been men's wrestling for decades and like we said earlier in major american promotions it's been like five or six years right yeah and i know tna was doing it in the in the 2000s 
but in, in no disrespect to them, wonderful, wonderful company. But they're not WWE as far as just size goes. I mean, mm-hmm. WWE is a global promotion. So I think that, and even AEW, a lot of people have criticized them for the what they've done with their women's roster, which I think this year they've kind of turned a corner. And then, of course, coronavirus happened, and we yeah. had to put a pause <laughs> on everything. So, you know, that's that's always disappointing. But I, I think that, I think we're getting there. You just It's just going to take time, and I don't think there's a whole lot else we can do to make it go much faster. No, I think, yeah, I think you just have to be patient and, like, let the work speak for itself. Like, the only, like, I had an issue when the Women's Revolution first started in WWE, because Stephanie McMahon literally came out and told me that it was happening. Yeah, that's terrible. That, yeah, like, if, if you had just straight up, like, in NXT, you were just showing me that it was happening. Right. Whereas on the main roster, you you came out and announced it. I was like, no, 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 no. You show me, just like NXT is doing, just like Impact's doing, just like every other company in the world is doing, just show me that it's happening. Yeah. And it'll it'll be so much more accepted and like people will actually really value it that much more. That's my concern, that it's a marketing ploy. And I'm afraid that once Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and, you know, some of the other top stars aren't there anymore, that it won't be on the same level that it is now. And I don't want to see it regress. I don't either. I am hope I am hoping that like because with NXT you have so many new stars and not only that, like on Impact you've got Tessa Blanchard who's I honestly think it's one of the best wrestlers right now. Oh, she's incredible. And she's, she's the first so Impact world cha- female world champion. Yeah. And a- AEW's got some incredible women's wrestlers and all over the world. So I really hope that, like, because so many girls are so good now, as compared to when I started, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, and when I was watching, that wasn't the case, where it was mostly, like, pillow fights and all that. And now exactly. it's not. Yeah. Um, hopefully that, that'll help keep it from regressing yeah and this should build female fans too which in turn should build female wrestlers you know if my wife and i started watching wrestling during the era with pillow fights and brawn panties matches i probably would be embarrassed to watch with her it was not great at the time oh yeah so i think it's great that we've come a very long way so i know right now we can't see you wrestle anywhere because of what's going on but once coronavirus is over where can we see you wrestle uh, so once the virus is over, hopefully you can see me everywhere. But um, I don't know how long it's going to take for us to actually be go to travel over the borders for right. wrestling. So it'll mostly be at home in, in Canada. Um, I wrestle for Crossbody Pro Wrestling, which is on IWTV. So you mm-hmm. can catch all my crossbody matches on there. You can catch me at Fairy Wrestling. Um, I'm the Femme Fatale's champion right now. So you can catch me at all the Femme Fatale events. C4. Um, those are like the main ones popping into my head right now. But... Okay. I try to, yeah, I'm trying to really think of other places right now, but it's been so long since I've wrestled that I've forgotten everything. Well, I'm sure you post about <laughs> it on your social media. So tell us how we yeah. can, how, where we can follow you. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alexia Nicole. Um, Alexia spelled A-L-E-X-X-I-A-A-N-I-C-O-L-E. Um, but just type in Alexia Nicole. It'll all pop up. I'll be sure be the first one. Um, yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, but I don't really update it, so you're more likely to see what I'm, what's going on on Twitter and Instagram. Right. And I do have a Pro Wrestling Tees store. If you are interested in shirts, it's uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, dot, whatever the actual website is, slash bubblegum. Slash bubblegum? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I actually checked out some of your shirts. I really like the one that looks like an old school, like, bubblegum logo. Oh, the uh, the yellow one. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. It's, it's really, a really, really good really shirt. Great. 
Yeah. And of course, you actually have quite a few matches. Matter of fact, I watched before we actually started interviewing, I watched a match with Jazz. I watched a match with Shotzi Blackheart. You have quite a few on YouTube. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those were at, uh, at Greek Towns Pro Wrestling. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Alexia, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate you taking time. No problem. It was fun. It was fun to do. I like getting to talk to people, especially since, you know, I can't leave the house. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, especially so, right now, right? Yeah, not especially a whole lot right now. And it's good to talk wrestling with people. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun. Thanks. Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at WrestleLife Radio and on Twitter at WrestleLife Pod. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleLife Matt. Thank you so much. And remember, hashtag support indie wrestling. We'll see you soon. Have a great day.